set it all on. Yeah. What it is is what it is. Hit tonight. Hit just a few seconds if you can wait because I can't. What it is. What it is. What up, what up, Fight Fans? Welcome back to episode 382 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined, as always, by Vince Cummings. What up, Vin? What's going on, brother? It is season 11 of TBR 2024 in the year of our Lord. And Ken, Floyd Mayweather apparently still calls the shots in boxing. My friend, when you own nine, ten skyscrapers, (laughs) you, you can call shots. Wherever you want. You can set up meetings with whoever you want. You can impact and sway the future of fights in 2024. <laughs> it's unfucking believable man. Hey, but hey, you should be happy because you were the one who was like, why? Why Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia? Why? And now you get Raleigh. You happy? I mean, it's, it, they, the two fighters suit each other better. <laughs> oh, my. Yes, yes, it is true. Look, man, Raleigh Romero is, he is like the, he's the opening for the sideshow. Yes. Right? Well, I guess they had to dance eventually. <laughs> and it's just funny. I didn't even know Floyd had fighters. TMT has a stable. I thought it was just a, I don't know, like a Ponzi scheme for Tank or something. I, I didn't know that Raleigh Romero was a TMT fighter. <laughs> like, I know I'm a super casual now. Uh-huh. You know, I've never really <laughs> followed what Floyd Mayweather does. I'm, I'm, I'm always reminded and told he owns skyscrapers. He owns. <laughs> has this been confirmed? Uh, well... We're just gonna keep it up, you know. I mean, we got to keep up. We got to keep up appearances. Yeah, we, yeah, you know, yeah. we know. But the thing is, he clearly had influence here. And I'm not gonna sit here and say it was bad advice when you really think about it. Um, Devin Haney would have beat the brakes off of Ryan Garcia. And look, we all know deep down inside that Ryan Garcia is kind of one of these influencer fighters, uh-huh. anyways. We don't need to fast track his uh, reputation into the toilet, though. With too many beatdowns in consecutive fashion, you know he doesn't need to like turn into Darnell Boone overnight. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just—he honestly exists in the sport of boxing, and everybody sees him and wants him as an opponent. Sure, for a reason. Uh, for a reason. Yeah. He will put your guy over. He will make your guy seem like, oh wow, he sold six hundred and fifty thousand pay-per-views. He's a star. Well, yeah, because he fought Ryan Garcia. Well, let's see what those numbers look like when Ryan Garcia fight Raleigh. They go and then Tank's gonna be like, that's because I made Raleigh famous. <laughs> they ain't gonna be as good as they were when he fought fucking Tank. That's for sure. No, they're not. No, they are. Hey, it's Abdul Wahid. Oh, I'm sorry, Abdul. Okay, yeah. he, he's taken Allah as his as his lord. So it's Abdul Wahid from this point forward. Do we think there has anything to do with the money in the Middle East coming into boxing? I could see Tank's team using that logic. <laughs> To convert, it just seemed the timing. Islam, you know the, the timing, the timing, the time. But at the same time, maybe he's trying to legitimately change his life and legitimately not get in trouble anymore, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the case either because <laughs> it wasn't. But it was like twenty four, forty eight hours after he uh, took up Islam, changed his name to Abdul Wahid, that he fucking res- did a, a tweet and delete where he responded to somebody saying he was going to take their fucking like little little sister and fucking get her turned out at the club or something. Yes, <laughs> did you did. see that? <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I just fucking remembered that. Uh, oh man. So uh, yeah, man. Look, we all. <laughs> 
even even when we accept God, we uh, we trip up along the way yeah. and we ask for forgiveness. Yeah, everybody, yeah. <laughs> all is forgiven. Abdul Wahid. Yeah, man. Hopefully, this does turn into some Muhammad Ali type uh, 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 momentum. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I just hope he stays out of trouble, man. That's all. Oh dear! It's episode three eighty two. Happy New Year, Vin. Happy New Year. Did you buddy. do anything good over the holidays? A uh, bunch of family shit. Yeah. Drank too much. Ate too much. Same old shit, man. Yep, yep. Added those inches back to the waistline that will then be burnt off when we get back in the game and start hollering at you, hoes. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah, you got to burn off that dicky-doo. Did you see that fucking dicky-doo that guy had at the Bass Pro Shops? I didn't see it. No, that's that was the thing. That would be the definition. <laughs> fucking grown man pee-pee. <laughs> that was that was shameful. I you mean, know, and, he, and he does white boys shame across the world. If you're that. gonna fucking do a publicity stunt like that, if you want your five minutes of fame and that's the way you're gonna go, can I recommend just a moment, a pause for clarity and understand this? If you do something like that, make sure you take a couple Viagra first. Fluff that thing, uh, flex, son. Because if, <laughs> if you come up in that fish tank flexing a diamond cutter. It changes your viral moment completely. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but your dicky do fucking blur it blurted out for you. Oh my god, that was awful. <laughs> Should we put a, a sensor box over it? No, no. his pubes do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! It gives us a horrible name. <laughs> it does. Half our listeners think that that's what we do for fun on the weekend. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. It's 382. We appreciate you back. Uh, it's the 10-year anniversary, but as seasons work, it is the 11th season. So mm. we'll be celebrating 10 years of... Whew. Dick and fart jokes, Ken. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. A little boxing sprinkled in yeah. here and there. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about dick dues and all kinds of good stuff on this show. Um, but yeah, 2014 was the beginning. Let's hope 2024 isn't the end. Uh, we got some big fights already on the horizon. We're going to have an undisputed heavyweight champion. Soon we got ourselves uh, Anthony Joshua and Francis and Ganu to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Garcia doing some high-speed maneuvering in his social, per I mean, his personal life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Breakneck speed going on in hey, Team Ryguy camp right IG now. IG got to know, Ken. Uh, we got the preview, though. This show is Arthur Baturbia versus Callum Smith. We got the return of Virgil Ortiz for about five minutes. O'Hara Davies shocking <laughs> the world, then. Shocking the globe. These people... I, yeah, we'll talk about it. Just <laughs> O'Hara Davies, people. O'Hara Davies, indeed. It's episode 382. We appreciate all of you tuning in to the Boxing Ramp podcast. Follow us on X at Vince Cummings 81 and at the Boxing Rant, and you can get the audio podcast anywhere podcasts play and video highlights up on X as well. All right, Vin, let's get right down to it. We got the post fight last night on DAZN. The return of Virgil Ortiz. It happened. We said. We would come back and do a show this week if Virgil Ortiz actually made it to the ring. Little did I know as we sit down to do this show, because nowadays I don't have the volume up much when Chris Mannix is talking during a fight. <laughs> yeah, I was not aware that this fight was at a catch weight of 156 pounds after Virgil Ortiz had to move up a weight class because he ballooned up to... Oh, stop, stop, Kenny. Stop, stop. Too much truth. We can't talk about that. <laughs> We had a medical condition. Yeah. And this is serious when we have medical conditions 
to not joke around on this. But real talk, when you sit around and get fucking fat, like we were just talking about, like holiday time, year round, Mm -hmm. or whatever, and then you go through a fucking American Gladiator-style boot camp to get in shape every day. You sleep in wrapped in fucking plastic saunas and showers, and you're literally destroying your body to make weight just because, to me, it comes off as Virgil Ortiz ain't a serious fighter. Virgil Ortiz was squeezing at 147 as it was. I think his can. I think, from my understanding, is his condition was exacerbated by his severe weight shifts and the intensity in his training and doing so caused him health issues, which happens. You know what I see in Virgil Ortiz? We'll get to the fucking stoppage. First off, the man needed rounds, okay? Because he hasn't had rounds mm-hmm. at all. Uh, I don't know why with Virgil Ortiz, I just get kind of a long, drawn out, just slow as fucking mud, dude, feeling that this is new Frankie Gomez. I don't know why, but I just feel like he's going to have an issue again and he's going to miss another opportunity or it's going to happen during a big opportunity. And then eventually you're going to be like, yo, you see Virgil at the Home Depot? <laughs> like, like, yeah, where Virgil at? Look, I don't want to be too hard on this guy. If he's got all these fucking health problems, boxing related, whatever. Um, I, I just had a really difficult time getting excited to kick off my new year of boxing with a guy that I don't, I don't really, if I'm willing to say perhaps new Frankie Gomez. Oof. Yeah. I, Look, I don't know, man. It would have been nice to see rounds. Would have been nice if Weeks doesn't jump in, so then I could perhaps have my fucking jaded opinion swayed. <laughs> Maybe I could craft a well, new that, opinion based off of, oh shit, motherfucker's still for real. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Virgil Ortiz is always, you know, before these incidents, was uh, just a vicious, vicious, vicious fighter. I mean, just nonstop motor coming at you. Fucking sweated the dude as a prospect, <clears throat> man. Yeah, and you know what? You know where part of that overtraining and all of that comes from? You know who runs his camps? His father. Mm. I, you know, that's that, what we talk about fathers in boxing on the show all the time. His father was apparently just so aggressive in, in the intensity of the training and the sparring. And uh, 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 you cannot overtrain your fighter. And if he's getting, you know, overweight in between fights or whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, he's still young. He can lose that weight, but it depends on how you do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're just going to overtrain the kid, you're basically cooking his insides. You know, I I feel bad for the dude, but also at the same time, you know, you're making your return. You moved up a weight class. You couldn't make the weight. That's a problem. So, you know, yeah, okay, you looked good in that, that one jab you landed that you stepped into, and it, it was very sharp, and then you followed it up with a, with a, a right hook that landed. Okay. Good. You threw a couple combinations on the ropes. Most of them went off of his opponent's elbows. Yeah. Looked vicious, you know, looked powerful, but that, that, that didn't show me anything last night. Yeah. And the fact that, like, he gets in the ring afterwards and calls out a champion, Tim Zhu, at 154 pounds, it's like, dude, you just fought at middleweight. You're just coming off these this condition, this problem. You couldn't cut down to 154 here. What makes you think you're going to be able to cut down to 154 and fight Tim Zoo? I just don't – like, none of that adds up. Like, I didn't hear anybody complaining about it. It's like, dude, 
you kind of shit the bed here. I get you won the fight. You beat Frederick Lawson. Frederick Lawson stinks. <laughs> Fine. I, I, this is not, there's no, ce- the celebration of Virgil Ortiz is back did not happen last night. I, I don't see how that happened. I don't see how would one could come to that conclusion and how one, any, anybody wants to see a Tim Zoo fight. I get it on paper. It probably would be an, an interesting fight, but it's like, how did this dude earn this fight? Did this get him some kind of spot for Tim Zhu? Is that the is that the is that the is that the road here? Is, <laughs> is that something that we should have been anticipating? I don't know. Man. Uh, yeah, I think, think this all goes to this underlying confusion as to whether or not we should take him seriously. I'll take him seriously when he's in the ring, but but let me ask you this: So, what happens if Tony Weeks doesn't stop the fight? Does it, it does it get exciting? No, it's Frederick Lawson. It was terrible. I mean, dude, it's uh, it's so amazing to me that he jumped in and stopped that fight because the angle of the camera when Weeks is on the other side of the fighters, it's a wide open shot of 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 Lawson in the corner, right? And half of those punches are going off of his arms. He doesn't look in trouble. Sure, he's not throwing any punches back. No, and he stumbled a little bit back to the ropes. But it's the first round, and there's like twenty seconds left. <sighs> Oh, man, I don't know. I do think it's funny, though. You got like all these boxing old timers, like all of a sudden, like we need to do something about these bad refs. It's like, dude, you said the same thing a year ago about a different fucking ref. <laughs> you said the same thing in 1979 about Tony Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, You've, Vic Draculich, all these fucking guys suck. They've they have sucked. Who was Floyd's referee? Kenny? Uh, Kenny Bayless. Yeah, Kenny Bayless. Kenny Bayless retired. He needed to. He needed to. But he, here, again, nothing happens. Nobody fucking, it's not like there's like this, like this, pan, like like if you're a, there's things you do in your job that you require a recertification on. Yeah. If you don't, you'll probably, for, you might forget how to do it if you don't do it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's the purpose of the recertification. Because <laughs> these aren't things you do every day, perhaps. Correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking get it, man. I really don't. Uh, Virgil Ortiz, to me, man, is a guy that I need to see go out there and fucking fight a legitimate opponent. Stepping in there with Tim Zhu, okay, I favor Tim Zhu. I don't take you seriously. We cannot just announce the return of Virgil Ortiz after what happened last night. Uh, Can we announce the passing of O'Hara Davies? (laughs) (laughs) This fucking guy. I'm like, I I get on to DraftKings and look at the odds on, on Friday. I'm like... O'Hara Davies is minus 500. I don't care if Barroso is 50 fucking years old. O'Hara Davies is awful. He's fucking stinks. He has stunk. We've known this for five years. The guy was not even on a domestic UK level, a top three or four 140 pound fighter. I didn't even understand. Like I'm like he's British Hank Lundy. He's making his American debut for Golden Boy Promotions in the co-main event of a like that Golden Boy Promotions. You are reaching for talent. If you thought you were going to bring this fucking bum over here, <laughs> I just he's he's so bad, so bad. I wish I only wish I didn't bet the over. I thought he would last. Yeah. I thought the old man would get him late. Yeah. First fucking round, Ken. 
It's, it's boxing. I love it, dude. I love it. It definitely, yeah, O'Hara Davies. Some, hey, look, promote yourself well, even if you're, even if you know. Right. Dude, look at uh guys like, I mean, I, look, Chris Eubank Jr. started on fucking third base. Let's not pretend that he yeah. started in the same place that O'Hara Davies did. He didn't have some some famous coattails to go off of. <laughs> right. You know, but what I'm saying is, is that not the most talented fighters in the world can go a long way if they have a bit. You yeah. know what I mean? If oh, yeah. they got good shtick and a bit. If your bit is a good, <laughs> strong <laughs> shtick, right? <laughs> not small bits. Yes. A nice shtick. We get you. <laughs> got it? Got it. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, fuck it, Ismael Barosa. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good for I mean, he got, he literally got robbed against Riley Romero. Yeah. So, yeah, got complete revenge on, on just, you know, another terrible stoppage in that Romero fight. It's just hilarious how this sport, I don't know. They call uh, Barosa the, the clown assassin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly... Uh, Golden Boy Promotions brings in O'Hare Davies. They, their matchmaking is terrible enough to think he's going to win this fight. But they bring him in to build him up as a, as a future opponent for Ryan Garcia. That's what they brought him over for. Yeah. Golden Boy Promotions is not – they're just not – I don't know, man. They're not very good at what they do. No. <laughs> no. You know, it is what it is. You know, I would, If you would have showed me that match as a matchmaker I would, and, and, and your plan is to build Davies – I would have laughed it off of my desk. Well, who's the who's the welterweight that they already have? Ric Flair? Blair Cobbs? <laughs> Blair Cobbs. They, they've yeah. already got one of those guys. Yeah. They got more of those guys. I you know, would. I don't know, dude. When you you know, you're willing to get like, you know, fucking plastic surgery for fake abs and stuff like that, <laughs> dude. I think you're into the freak show kind of stuff, right? I love Oscar. I yeah. really do. I do. I do too. I'd love to. Easy. <laughs> Easy, big fella. Oh, 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 down. Down, down, Tiger, down. Oh, man. All right, let's get to uh, this fight preview, Vin. ESPN, it's the return of the unified light heavyweight champion of the world, Artur Baturbiev versus Callum Smith. How does one at 33 years old, after supposedly inheriting uh, the legendary status that one gets from winning the World Boxing Super Series and the becoming the Ring Magazine champion at 168 pounds. How does one get there when they are perpetually like a third or fourth stringer on every fight card they've ever been on? Their undercard feature for for Anthony Joshua for most of their career lost to Paul Ryder, John Paul Ryder, John Ryder, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Who fucking cares? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, he he had his 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 gravy road. Uh, fucking poured for him at the WBSS. He couldn't have asked for a, a lineup. Of, look, you got to beat the guys that are in front of you. But geez, the ghost of George Groves and and everything else. Remember Nikki Holtskin? But he went twelve with. <laughs> with Canelo. <laughs> and that sentiment right there turns in to the lies I see on, on social on social media oh, right now. Yeah. Oh, this is the fight. Zangief, but Baturbiev, he's he's compromised. Callum's got real power in those fists, you he's know. He's got to get old eventually, Callum. One seventy five and yeah. Um look, man, here's what is going to have to happen for Callum Smith to survive this fight. I'm not saying win it, survive it. The only way that Callum Smith escapes this fight without getting knocked out is if Baturbiev 
is severely compromised in the ring somehow. And it won't be by a Callum Smith punch. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is that from the time between Baturbiev's last fight and this fight against Callum Smith, something crazy would have had to have happened. Um, because I see Callum Smith as a guy that five years younger than Baturbiev has kind of died on the vine himself. And he's not that fucking good. No. So can I just end my part now, please? Go for it. Yeah. Baturbiev in six. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Callum Smith, he gets that rub, that UK rub like from the 2014 to 2017 era when those fights were big over there and all these guys were coming up and everybody was going to be a star and had a belt and he, he got his belt and all that. I look, <laughs> he's I'm way, trying to be as nice as possible here. He's way more Paul Smith than he is beefy. Yeah. I, <laughs> Sorry. You gotta, you gotta fucking be able look, if you're going to beat Arthur Baturbiev, you have to be a fucking counter puncher, right? You got to be an elite boxer who can move and counterpunch and keep Baturbiev turning and not allow him to set his feet and not back up and not take control. Callum Smith is fucking none of that. He's literally none of it. I don't, he's going to survive because he's going to be bigger and he's got size now and he's probably going to weigh 195 pounds in the ring. Baturbiev's going to weigh close to that too. Baturbiev's not a small man. Baturbiev's a fucking machine if you just let canelo beat you uh, around a ring and push you around and bully you for 12 rounds yeah you survived okay whatever what do you think arthur baturbiev is going to do to him like this is very simple fucking math people baturbiev is going to walk him down beat the living shit out of him for i don't know seven eight rounds and, and Callum Smith's going to have to go down to a knee or he's going to get – the ref's going to step in because he cannot stand up to Arthur Baturbiev, people. Not even – I mean, there's literal zero chance. Yeah. Now now I said zero chance Callum Smith will win, Ken. Yeah, yeah. Callum Smith – No, is, he won't win. <laughs> Callum Smith is Zed. Where's Zed? Zed's dead. Zed's dead. <laughs> Where'd you get the chopper? <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it, it, there's no reason to like try to overthink this. Like, this is what I did with Boo Boo Andrade and Benavides. Oh, I haven't overthought this. Well, yeah, as <laughs> I, I overthought <laughs> the boxing prowess of Boo Boo Andrade. There, you, there's nothing to overthink here with Callum Smith. He doesn't really possess any grand boxing prowess, or ever has. I don't know, man. He's a Smith. He's going to fucking lose. <laughs> he doesn't have... Look, at 154 pounds, at least Liam had a redeemable quality. You know, wasn't the best, most high-octane fighter he in went the world. After it. Went after it. And had a, he, had a little, he had good power for the weight class. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Paul, Paul, Paul... <laughs> The story of Paul and his rematch with Arthur Abraham and Paul Smith. I mean, he's Paul Smith. Who gives a fuck? Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly. And and look, he's definitely, he's benefited from Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn's success. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And being part of that family. And he's a good fighter. He is. But Arthur Baturbiev is one of the 10 best fighters in the world. Correct. 
And Artur Baturbiev knocks everybody out. 100%. And that will continue here. Artur Baturbiev's style against the depth at 175 pounds. Uh, he could probably do this until he's 45. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> he is that good, that tight. He doesn't waste a lot. Everything is right there. There's nothing that Artur Baturbiev does that you look at and go... Oh, that's not going to age good. He's going to mm, he's going to need that and he's not going to have that. It's slipping. I don't see the slippage. I don't see it. He doesn't need to have high output. This not isn't really. a guy that's required. You're like, "Oh, mm. See, you you became concerned with a guy like Golovkin. Cuz Golovkin was putting out Manny Pacquiao. These guys were throwing a certain amount of punches per round and then it went off the cliff. And we started to see their declines with their punch outputs. Right. Fuck it. But Turbiev only needs to land two or three punches in the entire fight to win. <laughs> so I don't see that as being something that's going to hinder the aging here. The chin, I haven't seen it exposed. Anybody could be flash knocked down. Yeah, he's all, if he's been knocked down a few times. He's always gotten right back up. And, I mean, you're and goes aggressive, up. right? Yeah. You're going to get knocked down you're eventually. Gonna, you're going to walk into a, uh, to a shot or two. Do you see slippage with him? Or, or, or is it just he's 38 and we just think he's slipped? I mean, you just expect it to happen at some point, but I haven't, I don't see it. With Would him. you believe me if I told you? Because I, th- I think there's a narrative going around out there that Paterbi have slipped because he's inactive, but I don't think anybody's done the research on this one. Pretty fucking easy with all the technology out there, but uh, Callum Smith's been far more inactive than Artur Baturbiev. And to be able to say that about an Artur Baturbiev opponent, guy that for a while fought once a year, was injured, you know. Right. Then he fought twice a year. I mean, Callum Smith's been highly inactive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's got look, man. He's got no chance. I'm not. I, there's nothing to even like. I, I want to find one thing. I can't find one thing. What are you gonna do? Go to the body? Like I, I'm think, guessing thinking, Brian. <laughs> can, he, can he beat him there? <laughs> he he might be able to beat him there. Yeah. Look, I. What are you gonna do? Go to the body? Is that the plan? Like I'm sure that's the plan. We got to get to his body. We got to slow him down. You know, we got to we got to get him late. Go ahead and get to his body, Cal. That, that's a there's a there's a risk there. Yeah, there's a major risk in doing that. So good luck to you. I, you know, whatever that plan is, maybe it works. Everybody has a limit. I just I would I would shit myself if it was Callum Smith <laughs> that he was the one that did it. Yeah, I mean, if Callum Smith comes in here and stops Artur Baturbiev, yeah. okay, yeah, can we, can we say he got old overnight? Absolutely, you could say that if you want. But that will absolutely, I mean, that will, sh- I'll be fucking shocked. <laughs> shocked. <clears throat> say it again, I'll be fucking shocked. I'll be fucking shocked. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that shocked? Yeah. You, can, you can give me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's how... Every Baturbiev opponent feels walking out of the ranch. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like what happened just, in there? Uh, they just got shocked by a bear. <laughs> I just got pegged, literally. Oh, quite literally. <laughs> okay. Uh, news and notes, Vin. Ryan Garcia versus Raleigh Romero. We already touched on that. Okay. <laughs> the influence of uh, Floyd Mayweather still alive and well. I have to say this again. It, you know, it makes sense considering how young Ryan Garcia is and how much money there is to be made for him. Because we know what Ryan Garcia is. We don't know what Tank Davis is yet. So everybody still focuses on on a fighter like Tank Davis. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, 
okay, um, you keep telling us you're the best, but we need you. To see, we need to see you fight the best. You showed right. us what Ryan Garcia is. Right. He is a big time attraction. You yeah. know. Um, so it makes sense from from that aspect that Floyd would be like, and, and, and I don't think anybody's going to be missing that because we we know Ryan is going to be throwing fights at us like that. It's the guys like Devin Haney and Tank that we want to see square off, and Tiafimo Lopez, guys that we for this day and age, uh, uh, fucking mindset and the psyche of a fighter. Today's serious fucking fighters, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but Ryan Garcia is on some sauce, man. For a guy that has all of his ups and downs wide open on public display, this, we thought Rick Glazer's lack of remorse for the death of, <laughs> fucking of Rick. Cameron Duncan Jesus were, Christ. were absolutely brutal. This is right there for me. Uh, Ryan Garcia celebrates the birth of his child on Instagram, and an hour later on Instagram announces he's divorcing his wife. <laughs> so hold on before. <laughs> Jeez. Can, did anybody ask this question? Uh-huh. The child that was born, was that from his wife? Uh, yes, correct. Okay, I thought maybe it was like a side piece had a baby, and he was like, oh, shit, I forgot to... And I think I this, forgot to tell my wife I'm getting a divorce. I think this girl <laughs> was originally his side piece. And yeah. He was dating somebody else, and she got pregnant. Then they got together. They, they, she, got, they yeah, got married. Uh, yeah, and then they got married, and then they're having a, a second child. And then he's saying, "I'll I'll have no more of that." The timing. <laughs> Can you explain? Uh, give me one. Give me one logical thing that could pass through one's mind that would say that now's the time yeah that just clearly wasn't mutual and she was like yeah go ahead post it we're done <laughs> dude it's uh, it's like what what the fuck is going through one's head when they're like all right i'm gonna let the world know i've just welcomed my second child into the These world kind of people have those funerals where like they stuff the body and then like wire them with animatronics so at the funeral they're like in a pose and like moving like a fucking Christmas turn them into a Chuck E. Cheese character. <laughs> yes, <laughs> these people, <sighs> fucking people are wild, dude. You know, but hey, look, people always were like, you know, especially people that were at the end of Michael Jackson and saw how fucking crazy he was and like being young and seeing that, dude. When you are in, when you live every win and every loss and every up and every down of your life. As is on camera yeah. for the world to see, and you share everything. You start drifting into that Michael Jackson territory. I'm not saying your proclivities are the same. What right. I'm saying is, is you got to be fucking a little off your fucking rocker, uh, living that way. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it's I, I I can't like when I see it. I'm like. I, I can't relate to this at all. No. I don't know what's happening here. No, it's wild, dude. It's absolutely fucking wild. People are crazy, dude. What a what a crazy thing to do. So you do that like you tell you tell your your then wife before yeah. you announce your divorce while she's in a hospital bed and has just given birth to your second child? Like clearly that was his call. That wasn't maybe, a, I'm hoping maybe he the baby was born like 10 hours before that picture was posted. Right. Well, I mean, and she was at least able to like rest for a second. But but again, this still doesn't make it, it any better. I mean, maybe a little bit. Maybe better. she wanted the divorce. Maybe she did. I couldn't blame her to be honest. 
But the timing. What were they waiting for to see if the baby came out healthy? I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what happens to a man when he goes on a jog with Floyd Mayweather, Ken. Ryan Garcia is like the Truman Show. It's like Ed TV. <laughs> yes. You know? These are the days of Rye Guy. Go on a late run with Floyd. Next thing you know, you're divorcing your wife on Instagram, and you're fighting Riley Romero instead of Devin Haney. It's it's crazy. It is. <laughs> it is wild. It's wild. It's the only thing that keeps this show coming back. It really is. We talk about these guys There's so, it's because it's so it's insane. It's yes, slash interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the world of the weird, maybe it's not so weird. Maybe we'll find out that Tyson Fury is way more. Well, we won't find out until after. It's awful quiet over there, isn't it, Ken? Yeah. After we'll we'll find out. This happens after Usyk and Fury, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see uh, Fury exposed prior, but Anthony Joshua versus Francis and Ganu. I always kind of. Thought this was going to happen. Did you see it now? Uh, I know that Saudi Arabia wants to make big fights, and I think they view this as a massive fight. Here's what it doesn't. I don't get that. Like when he fought Tyson Fury and they announced that there was a level of anger that came over me. But that was because Tyson Fury is supposed to be unifying with Usyk. Yeah, like there's no more reason to delay this from happening. This now is just like okay, who do I like? Okay, Joshua could fight Hergovic. He could fight any number of these other uh, up-and-coming heavy. He could fight Zhang. Uh, Zhang. It's, yeah, could he fight those guys? Sure. I- I'd like to see him fight those guys, but this Nganu fight is not like, God damn it, man, this fuck. Well, he I, didn't perpetuate it. it really, Nganu's not a viable opponent unless Fury makes him one. Exactly. So anybody that's mad here at this matchup, look no further than the bag of milk who made this possible. Yep. Because that's that's why it's happening. Brought to if, you by Tyson Fury. If Tyson Fury would have just beaten him like he should have beaten him, then Ngannou would be fighting on the undercard against a, yeah, a, a heavyweight that he can beat to build him back up. They don't need to build him up now. Half the people that watched him fucking fight the lineal heavyweight champion thought he won, and he knocked him down. And because half of them aren't willing to reconcile what that exposes to Fury, so instead they lift up Nganu to the level of the elite heavyweights. Right? Don't be mad at don't be mad at Anthony Joshua. Don't be mad at anybody, but Tyson Fury for this matchup. That's 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 where you direct your anger. One hundred. If you're if you're mad about it. If you're mad about it, I'm not mad. I'm I'm not hating. Um, I think this will be fun. I think that you made a good point before the show started, Then Anthony Joshua uh, is active right now. Mm -hmm. And for a guy like Anthony Joshua, who has tried to be so many things in the ring so many different times against so many different opponents coming off of these different circumstances, the guy's been a a clusterfuck of boxing uh, influencers around him, Mm -hmm. and nothing has seemed to really fit. He's been active. He's been consistent. He has looked better every time he's been in the ring. He's got a consistent style these last three fights. He's going to beat the fucking brakes off of Ngannou. Uh Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He, he's going to do what Tyson Fury should have done. Have you seen any early odds or over-under on any round? I don't even know if there's any round betting on this yet. I want to say it opened yeah. at Joshua minus 280 or 260, Yeah, and, and it shot up. Immediately, because people were all over that. That's what like got to end up at like six hundred. Oh yeah, it's got it's got to be four or five to one. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, uh, but that'll be good, you know, because then 
nobody will demote Nganu and everybody will think Anthony Joshua is the greatest heavyweight of all time. You know how it works, man. It's <laughs> fucked. <Right. laughs> you know? Oh, my God. We all fail upwards in life. Well, the lineal belt is on the line if you thought Nganu beat Fury, Ken. The lineal belt of oh, the imaginary one. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm lineal. Yeah. I'm in line. <laughs> With. Oh, the rest of the people getting their stamps and checks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just right there with them, bud. <laughs> you know, not like those Canadian fuckwits that no. are standing in line for their COVID rapid tests right now. <laughs> Negative 30 degrees. This is, this is, that's you still deserve, a thing there? You deserve to freeze it up. Yeah, you do. You do. If you doing that. Yeah. Uh, but those are definitely the Fury level fans for sure. Yes, you yes. know. Um, and look, man, I I don't have a problem with this. Again, we wouldn't be talking about this had Tyson Fury not shat the bed. Correct. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think as we leave this show, Vin? Uh huh. Do you think that Fury versus Usyk still happens on February seventeenth? I think it's awful quiet. What do you think's going on? Usyk's think- even quiet, but. Fury's never quiet. There's no selling of anything. Like usually at this around, around this time, you get Fury mouthing off in the gym, posting videos, running on the treadmill, going for a jog, doing whatever, talking shit. Yeah, he did one video. I think when he got to Dubai, they went on a run and he talked his shit. You don't see Usyk dancing in the ring, you know, doing his little well, routine. It's the biggest fight of his life, so I'm I, not surprised he, you're not hearing much from there. And, and that's, yeah, that's that doesn't give me pause, not hearing from Usyk. But right. the silence from the Fury thing, and the, just the comments that we've heard from his father, that he's clearly been to camp and seen Fury and is a little bit, he's a little nervous. I, look, he can't run from this fight. He knows he has to do it. That that doesn't mean he still won't try, but I I think it happens. If if you're asking me right now, yeah, it happens. But I am I'm not super fucking confident. Then where's your money go? Because right now Usyk's plus one forty. Yeah, is that where your money goes? I'm gonna wait up all the way up until probably an hour or two before the. Where fight. do you think it will close at? I think it'll. I think Usyk line will go up. I think he'll be like plus 160, 175. I agree. I agree because they're going to have to do some wizardry. Maybe they're just finishing the CG on the on the movie trailer. Epic fucking, you know, the, these Saudi fights have been coming with some really nice video fucking yeah. PR, man, you know. Uh, I'm expecting something to drop here soon. I mean, look, the new year just, just turned. We just had our first fight card of the new year. Um, I mean, fights are... Five six weeks, weeks. Five yeah. weeks? Six five, weeks? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, something's going to have to happen here. I, dude, I am so excited for that fight. I really am. And and, and however... It's a heavyweight unification. Yeah. Why not? Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Where's Daniel... Who's Daniel Dubois' next opponent? Seriously. He'd, he'd, he'd look good in it. I know it was... I know who he fought. Right. My, f- fucking Jarrell Miller went and, and went on a carjacking spree <laughs> after the fucking... After the L. Do you hear, this was a... <laughs> dude, so I, I like looked into I just heard it and laughed, but I looked into it. The guy tried to steal back a truck that was his. They got repossessed? That got repossessed. That's not how you do that. You just made millions of dollars, sir. Apparently, that was owed to people. That that was a giant favor to him to pay back 
everybody he owed, and he did not make any money. Well, that it. makes sense. That makes fucking per- that guy is a fucking goon. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's a he's a turd, a fucking turd. Um, I'm sure he'll be 420 pounds for his next fight, and then the one after that, he'll be sitting down on a stool in the middle of the ring. Well, I imagine it. he's going to. Uh, that that you go to jail for that, correct? If you're white. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's how it is these days, right? <laughs> I'm sure he got I'm sure he got out bail free. <laughs> right? He, you know? In certain places, yeah, that's that's a fact. You can't be repopping a bra's fucking escalade. What's up with that? That's fucked up, man. How he gonna get to work? Oh man. <laughs> Why well, I, I just don't understand how uh, yeah. That I'm, is, I'm just thinking, like, you know, when I read it, like, this guy just made a few million dollars. What the fuck's going on? Well, like, it makes sense now. I didn't think about that. And boxing, uh, fortunes change quick. Yeah. Yes, they do. One second, you are thanking the Lord for the birth of your new child. And the next <laughs> second, you're thanking the Lord to get rid of its mother. You know? You're refiring up that Tinder account, son. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, for some reason, I don't think Rye Guy need a Tinder account. Nah, he don't. He don't. <laughs> he got that tank cache now. They be yeah. flocking now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, we'll leave it there, Vim. 382. Yeah. Let's right? get out of here. All right, well, maybe uh, Callum Smith will actually live up to all of his fanboys and the media's hype. Give us something, you know, talk about in long form in the post fight. I doubt it. As long as Tony Weeks isn't refereeing the fight, it should go longer than the first round. I think Tony's going to sit a few out, Ken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's time to go ahead and uh, dust off the old vacation rental. Uh, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe we should, too. Right? Now he's got back off a of vacation. It's fucking... It's 10 years, Ben. I'm ready to grind, son. I'm grinding you. All right? You better reopen your Tinder account. <laughs> <laughs> With your old ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 383 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. Follow us on X at Vince Cummings 81 and at the Boxing Rant. And we'll see you next time for the post fight of Artur Baturbia versus Callum Smith. Thanks for listening to the Boxing Rant Podcast. Muchas gracias, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>